Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. August Wilson's century cycle of plays has a clear logic. There's one set in 1900, one set in the 1910s, one set in 1920, all the way through the 1990s. Those 10 plays collectively chronicle the African-American experience in the 20th century. The Black Rap here in St. Louis has performed Wilson's plays many, many times. It was just the third theater company in the U.S. to do all ten plays in the cycle. And now it's working its way through that cycle again. This weekend, it again mounts the play set in the 1960s. It's called Two Trains Running. And joining me today in studio to talk about it is Ron Himes. He's the founder of the Black Rap and also its producing director. Ron, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure being back. And we're joined by Ed Smith. He's the director of this production. Ed Smith, welcome. Yes, welcome is right. Thank you. Ron Himes, take me back to the first time you did the Century Cycle. Did you set out to do all 10 or did you just sort of stumble into putting them on one by one? Yeah, well, yeah, that's what happened. I mean, you know, the first time through, August was still writing them one by one. Mm-hmm. So as he wrote them, we produced them uh, as soon as we could get the rights to them. So one by one, we managed. We, I think we started the cycle in 1988, and we completed the cycle uh, in 2003, I think. And um, we're now going through it a second time, but this time we're going through in chronological order. Because he didn't write these in chronological no, order. No, he didn't. They were sort of, you know, as they came out. As a matter of fact, the last two that he wrote were the bookends. So he wrote Jim of the Ocean, which is set in the 1900s, and then Radio Golf was the final one, which is the 1990s. And so he wrote the two bookends. How much um, of your plan to do it again was just this desire to do it chronologically? That was exactly the motivation and the reason for doing it was to be able to do it in chronological order. And what do you feel like comes out of of being able to do that in that order of history? I think that it gives us an uh, an overview of uh, a century of the African-American experience in Pittsburgh specifically, but in America in a bigger view so that we can sort of see how uh, African-Americans have progressed, how change, how much change has happened, how much, in some instances, things have stayed the same. Now, Ed, this weekend's play that you are directing is Two, Tw- Two Trains Running. <laughs> Tell us, what makes this play resonant today at this moment that we're in? Well, we're talking about history back in that time, in the 60s. But when you look at that in that period, nothing has changed. I mean, you you can see this play and you can sit there and say, yeah, it's happening in my community or I'm learning history that I wasn't too aware about. It works on both levels. Yes, yes, it does. It feels like the 60s were in many ways the fulcrum on which the century just, just kind of shifted. Within the century cycle, does two trains running have that same sort of impact? Oh, yes. So the play is actually set in 1969, okay? And so if you look at the previous year, 1968, what did we have? The assassination of Malcolm, uh, Martin Luther King, of Robert Kennedy. You know, we had all of these major uh, events in the civil rights movement. And so I think that 
setting the play in 69, as August did, he sort of captures that decade. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the earlier plays were set in like 1904, 1920. This is at the end of the decade, and so it's sort of the culmination or at the height of the civil rights movement and um, the struggle for a sort of black liberation. And is the play hopeful on that front? I think so. I think that all of August's plays are hopeful. I think that um, the people are all searching for a better life. I think that they are trying to find, as August says, trying to find their song. Now, for those who aren't familiar with August Wilson, what do you feel like would be helpful for them to know coming into, say they're saying this play of all plays as their first one? Well, the one thing I think they should, um, let me just, well, uh, one thing I think is that August is arguably the most prolific American playwright of the 20th century. Um, major award winners, Pulitzer Prize, Tony Awards. All 10 plays have now been produced on Broadway. No other playwright has done that. Yeah. He's That's, a huge deal. Yeah. No, you said what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds think alike. So what about for people who don't know Pittsburgh? I understand the Hill District is such an important setting for these plays. What would you compare it to in St. Louis? Uh, the Ville. Okay. Uh, the old Mill Creek Valley. It was the hub of the African-American community. All of the major black establishments, restaurants, stores, uh, the doctors, medicine, everything happened, you know, particularly um, before this play in the 60s. You know, we're talking about segregated communities. Uh, you know, even though Pittsburgh is a northern city, it still was, you know, had its uh, sense of segregation in terms of where the black community was and where the center of black culture was in that community. And in some ways, those communities maybe were thriving in ways before segregation, in, in ways that they didn't after. Well, it, it was, uh, as, as Ron was stating about how it was situated with the black there was a black community, I would say, in every city here in America. There was a section where we lived, and uh, it was a profitable time. There were times where you could go to a black store, a, bl a black restaurant. The beauty salon was in the air, so you didn't have to go out of your neighborhood. And this started falling apart. So you see this in this play. You see as it's sort of falling apart? there is a community mm -hmm. yes. that's beginning to fall apart because of... Urban renewal, yes. yep. eminent domain right. are big issues in this play. All these um, things that were supposed to lift these communities. Yes. Yeah. Now with the hindsight of knowing how disastrous so many of these projects are, does that help us look at this play differently? I think that it should because, I mean, again, one of the major issues of uh, the play is gentrification. They, there's a move by the city to begin gentrifying the Hill District. What does gentrification mean to an African-American community? It means that they're about to be displaced. It means that they're dispendable. It means that the city uh, can come in and take all of the property and eliminate a community. Uh, That's one of the things we talk about. If we look at history here in St. Louis, very few people know anything about Mill Creek Valley. Mm -hmm. Pretty soon people will know very little about the Ville if we don't continue to keep the history of the Ville alive and rebuild the institutions that were there. Ed, as a director, did you find yourself playing up a bit some of these um, issues that are currently impacting St. Louis? No, not really playing it up, but I 
reliving. I would rather use that because uh, when I read August, uh, and uh, particularly with this piece, uh, I grew up during the 60s. I knew that. I knew what was happening in my community. And where was your community? Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah, I was in Philadelphia. And then I moved to Buffalo, and it was the same thing in Buffalo. So in coming to St. Louis, nothing has changed. So this particular production, I know you've got some real Broadway power um, in the leading man here. Yes. Uh, tell us about who is James A. Williams? James A. Williams is a uh, native St. Louisian, actually. He's born and raised in St. Louis, uh, left St. Louis when uh, upon graduating from high school and uh, moved to Min- went to actually went to school at McAllister College in Minneapolis. And upon um, moving in from his uh, academic career to his professional career, he settled in St. Paul, Minnesota, um, and uh, was one of the founding members of Penumbra Theater Company in in St. Paul, which is where August started. Okay, and so he has been familiar with August's work from the beginning. Uh, was in some of the early productions, but then actually wound up being in Radio Golf, the final play on Broadway. Um, and uh, we've tried a couple of times to get him to come home to do some work, and uh, everything aligned this time, and it worked out just just swell to have him back home on the St. Louis stage. He's is this very his, happy. his black rep debut? This is his black rep. This is his St. Louis professional debut. Wow! So yeah. that's huge. It is. So tell us about the role he plays. What does he bring to this part? Well, Ryan, you, you talk about that role. Okay. okay yeah. Okay. Well, he plays yeah. Memphis Lee, yeah. who yeah. is the owner of the diner that the play is. Mm-hmm set in and um, he bought the the diner nine or ten years ago for like fifty five hundred dollars and uh, the city is now threatening to take it and he wants to be paid and he wants to be paid well he thinks that well he says that he's not taking less than twenty five thousand and so he's in a battle with the city going back and forth, and he's been to court once already. He has another hearing looming over his head as the play begins. And so he's really dug in that he's going to fight the system, and if they're going to take his building, then they're going to pay him for it. That's a great meaty part. <laughs> Don't tell the end. <laughs> no, 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 no spoiling. <laughs> no, yes. Um, and so he's – you know, and there are a bunch of regulars who hang out at the diner. There's seven characters in the play, and um, and I understand you're one of them. Actually, yes. Who uh, do you play? I play Holloway, who is sort of the local philosopher who comes and you know spews a lot of history and a lot of logic. And uh, it's sort of the griot of the community. Okay. So yeah. that's, that's exciting. You yes, get to play that is. part there. Now, I imagine that last time around when the Black Rep did two trains running, that wasn't the part you played. As a matter of fact, the last time we did it, I wasn't in the production at all. I didn't direct it. Or I wasn't in it. I was just, you know, the artistic director who scheduled it and the producer who made sure that it got mounted. Yeah. So that's got to be exciting that you're finally getting to act in it. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, the theater... Theater has now completed the cycle, and I, as an actor, have done eight of the plays. 
So I have two more productions to act in, and then I will have completed an acting cycle. We're going to have to bring you back to talk about that when you complete the acting cycle. You know, what are these yes. 10 parts in 10 plays? Um, well, on the subject of that cycle, you're going to be getting an award um, this weekend, and it's kind of strange timing. It's an award for the first time that you completed exactly. the cycle. Um, why is this award happening now, and what do you get for this this honor and glory? Well, there are... Uh, Chris Rawson, who is the theater critic for the Pittsburgh Gazette and who is also on the August Wilson Home uh, Committee, he's very involved, he's covered August's career from forever, and he and the August Wilson Estate established uh, this certificate, this award, which is the Century Cycle Award, and it is presented to theaters upon completing all 10 plays. Uh, I think that when we completed the cycle, the award was not in place. Okay. After I think a number of theaters had begun to complete the cycle, they decided, hmm, we need to recognize this. And uh, upon that, there had just not been a time that worked out for Chris to come to St. Louis and us to find the appropriate production for him to come. And he really wanted to present it during an August Wilson production. Okay. And so this time it worked out. So this presented that opportunity. Right. So he will present the award to us on Friday night, opening night of Two Trains Running. And that's something that's open to the audience there that night? Oh, yes. It will be on stage at the curtain. So okay. it will happen right before the audience, right before the play starts. Well, that's really exciting. It um, is. Ron Hines, congratulations on getting this award so many years after the fact. Yes, yes. Um, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. And Ed Smith, director of Two Trains Running, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.